Hall curled her hair today. <laughs> That's my favorite one. And I was taken aback and I said... What kind um, of hair did they think you had up to that point? I don't know. <laughs> like your hair I was... was like, I did not curl my hair this morning. And nor do I ever curl my hair. This is the way it is. <laughs> Welcome to Too Real Tokyo. I'm Angie. I'm Jamie. This is a podcast about the quirks and quandaries of life in Tokyo and life in general. We want to thank you in advance for hanging out with us today and remind you that you can always find us on all major streaming platforms. Make sure to share with your friends and leave us a rating on iTunes because that's how we get the word around. Thanks! Hi everyone, this is episode 11, Obligations, in which we talk about Valentine's Day in Japan. What is your quirk this week? My quirk this week is play areas. Um, unfortunately, they're not play areas for me, even though I wish right. they were. Um, but I thought of this quirk when I was out the other night with a friend who has an 18-month-old girl, and we had been out to dinner with some friends, and then, of course, 18 months old, she still had energy, so we took her up to the top floor of um, a department store. Is that the right word? Mm -hmm. Kind of mid-grade department store that is here in town, and then there's a nice pretty decent sized um brightly colored cute foam padded uh clean play area there and little kids can play there for free um i confess if you were uh, patrolling that area probably you would have noticed me breaking the rules since i let my girls play in there <laughs> <laughs> i think the target age is like under elementary school not right. not almost graduating from elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, but there wasn't anybody else there. And if my girls were jumped in there and playing with this friend's toddler, then we could take more time. Chat. To, we could take more time to chat. So mm-hmm. that was a convenient arrangement. Um, but my friend who was visiting from Korea was talking about how lucky people are in Japan to have that because apparently in Korea, at least to her knowledge so far in her 18 months of being a mom, there isn't really many, if any, places where you can just go and have kids play for free. They have places where kids can play inside that would be kind of a similar setup, but Mm -hmm. you would have to pay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, anyway, I did think that was interesting. I was trying to think about the U.S., and I feel like maybe that's somewhat true in the U.S. Like, I think there are some places for kids to play. In malls. In malls, there are places for kids to play, um, which is great. In fact, I just suddenly had a flashback of this fancy play area that I used to take my kids to. And now I'm going to be all bothered because I lived there for all that time and took my kids there so much and now I can't even think of the name of it. Details. What is your quandary this week? (laughs) Well, (laughs) also my quandary is how can we never remember to turn the heat off before we start? That, well, let's leave the heat on so nobody will hear me eating popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) Good (laughs) trade-off. My quirk is... No. No, my quandary. (laughs) We did that last week, too. My quandary is... I was so enthralled by your story, I couldn't think of anything. Oh, sorry. Um... Not Oak Brook Mall. (laughs) (laughs) My quandary is... Northridge? That was the name of that's the name of a mega church in Detroit. Really? Well, no, I don't think it was Northridge, but I do think it might have been North something. Wow. Go ahead. North Point. That I seems mean, like a, a mallish name. That's a church name too, though, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't there a church in Atlanta called North Point? I think so. Okay, sure. Okay. Maybe we have to talk about your quandary later. You don't have any quandaries. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> 
No quandaries at all. Peace out. Wait, I probably have one written on my phone. There was, of course... I thought your quandary was that you could never remember details and that you couldn't remember who did our quirk and quandary last time. Yeah. No, that is a quandary of mine, too. We can never remember who has done what from the previous episode, so we have to listen back to the beginning of the episode so we can remember. Because we can never remember. That's my quirk. Quandary. That's my quandary. (laughs) (laughs) My quandary is why can we not remember the details of this podcast? You're welcome, everyone. Bringing you thrilling quirks and quandaries every week. Tune in. Tune in next week for even better, greater material. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What? Also, if anybody's looking for a part-time job that pays very little, uh, we need somebody to organize us. Okay, thanks. Whoa. <laughs> and when I mean pays very little, like pays in hugs and coffee. What? <laughs> I mean, how how helpful is this person going to be? If you're going to be really helpful, maybe we'll think about throwing some money at you. I also feel like this is very premature. It's not like we're making any money here. <laughs> we're, we're in the hole right now. We're in the hole right now. As far as this, but it's okay. It's fine. Love is filling the hole. Love. Love and happiness. Right. And distraction. Yes, that's true. Today we are talking about uh, Valentine's Day in Japan, um, as well as answering some of your questions. Woo! Thanks for having questions. <laughs> I mean, all there's three like of three. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we start with questions first, or should we do Valentine's Day first? I think we should start with the question. Okay. My sister had a question. Uh-huh. Wasn't it something like, how did I not know you were doing this? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that, that too. Oh, okay. you know what? It's Whoa. on direct messages, not... Oh my gosh, now I feel dumb. It's okay. <laughs> These days, there's so many ways for people to communicate. I mean, why can't that be your quandary? Who can keep it straight? Did that person email you? Did they text you? Did they line you? Did they did they DM you? Did they tweet at you? Did they call you? How are you even supposed to remember which one it was? Right? To my sister, I was so thrilled that you gave us a question, but alas... Well, actually, it's a statement. Oh, okay. I'm going to become your biggest fan. <gasps> wow! Thanks! And I said, we will expertly talk about this. I mean, I now I feel nervous. Are we... Ex- <laughs> well, it's not very expert of us to not even know where this important <laughs> statement is found. <laughs> okay. We're working on our expertise in podcasting, people. All right. We set our bar low <laughs> so that we can... So far, so good. Uh, so far, so good. All right. Thank you for that encouraging message from my sister. I feel so blessed. Wow. So many hashtag blessed moments happening. I hate that I said the same thing twice in a row, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, I think my favorite question comes from a friend of the show. A friend of the show. <laughs> um, the question was, which if you were following our uh, Insta stories last week, you'll have seen the, um, the teaser we did. If you ever decide to write a book, what would it be about? Um, I have about 20 titles for this book, but Whoa. the inside the con- the actual content hasn't been written. Well, that's okay. That question is saying, what would it be about? It's not saying, can you quickly deliver your finished book right now? Right. But the, my favorite title that I came up with last week was um, Elephants for Jamie. Because, <laughs> because when a mutual friend of ours and I were out shopping for fabric last weekend. I keep I kept seeing all the elephant pattern fabric and said, I should get these elephants for Jamie. And then I was like, Elephants for Jamie, that's a great book title. Isn't there another book that has a similar title though? Water for Elephants. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> mm. I mean sort of similar. Um PS the name of the mall is Northbrook Court. So, we were piecing it together. Wow. Hey, everybody. Anybody. 
any one person in the Chicago area who's listening to this, and better yet, if if we are friends because we were together there, please don't hate me because I could not remember Northbrook Court. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel so ashamed. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I actually ask myself this question often, but I think that if I would have been able to answer it, maybe I would have started writing already. Mm, yeah. I've thought for a long time, yeah, and other people, hi mom, have thought, you should write a book, but due to the swirly nature of my brain and for whichever other reason, three kids, um, I haven't narrowed down a thing. Mm -hmm. There's actually, um, there's a lady that I follow on Instagram and this is her business, which I think is super interesting. She has written a book. Uh-huh. And she's also written quite a lot of articles. And so her business now is that she's like a book consultant. Ooh. And so if you want to write a book, but you're struggling with getting started, then she'll go and meet with you. And she'll spend like the whole day. Whoa. And she knows how to ask the right questions so that you can really get a process going of like... I mean, I've seen pictures... Who knows? Instagram, the whole thing might have been staged, but I've Woo. seen several pictures, so it looks real. Um, people will have like all these note cards covering the entire floor of their living room because they because she's helped them like wow. lay out their book in a really specific way. So anyway, I kind of feel like I wish I could afford to hire her to help me. Maybe mm-hmm. she could sort out what I would want to write about. Mm-hmm. Is there one topic that you think you would want to write about? Or do you think it would be like a general bits and pieces of my life? Yeah, probably more like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't even answer the question. People who listen to this podcast, if you have a good idea, please throw it back at me. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I need help. Uh, it's okay. I think I would want to write one about how kids with special needs have impacted my life. As far as what they have taught me um, as a person. Whoa, that's a good one. I've just been sharing snippets with my kids this year and just seeing how that impacts their hearts um, and just sharing about different kiddos that I've worked with with different abilities um, and how and just being upfront about how they've taught me and sh- being able to share that with them has been huge and... I do think there's a lot we can learn from kiddos with different abilities if we give them the chance. So, that's what I would write my book about. Wow. You're almost, you almost are a bestseller right now. I mean, the only problem is I feel like I need to work with more kids. I have enough for a few chapters, but... It's more like a pamphlet right now. (laughs) Yeah, right now it's not past the 25 page mark. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's okay. I mean, maybe you should write an article. Mm, Maybe that would help you get started. Mm -hmm. I feel bad because I didn't mention the name of the lady I was talking to. I mean, talking talking about about English is hard. True. Grammar. Good luck writing a book. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I feel like there was one more question, but... Can I remember where it was? No. Um, oh, uh, there was two more, actually. Okay. One of them was asking how we both ended up in Japan, which we did briefly talk about in our first episode, but maybe just... I don't know if we talked about our origin, sto- origin story. Whoa, <laughs> like we're heroines of a book. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up in Japan because of my family, really. My parents worked in Japan for 21, 22 years. Before I was born, and Japan's been a huge part of my story, and I got to do part of my student teaching here, because I had always wanted to do that, and then God opened the door for me to uh, work here the year after, which was really unexpected. I didn't think I would come back right away after student teaching, Um, and that's how I ended up here. That's that's the sum summary. Impressive. I Thank like you. The way you like made that so concise. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I also feel like we talked about this before, so I apologize if I'm repeating, but 
Um, apparently we have some new listeners. So Woo! there you go. I came to Japan with my family when I was 12. I did not really want to come, but I was 12. <laughs> so right. I was not given a lot of options. Um, and honestly, at that stage, I had no idea what we were doing or what I was in for. But the school that Angie and I work at now, back in those days, had a dorm for the kids whose parents lived too far away for them to commute from home. And so my parents were dorm parents at that school for a couple of years. And then they did another job in the community for another year. And that was my first time in Japan. And I've been back and forth and lived here for varying spans since then. Um, but my current, my current span, or whatever I want to call it, um, is almost at six years, which is, I think, my longest stint. My longest stint in that uh, if you add all of them up, I think I'm on 16 Woo. or 17 something like that. Um, but all of my previous experience was in kind of two or three year mm -hmm. chunks. So yeah. here I am. Woo! Woo! We still only have one review on iTunes. Okay. But that's okay. Hey everybody, please go into iTunes and rate and review us. Because... That's how we get on the top 100. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, that would be great. All right. Now what? Did we answer all of our questions? Yep. We have over 500 downloads officially now. Yay. The last 30 days itself, it has been 335. Oh my goodness. I think and 10 downloads yesterday. I think we should turn the heater off now. I'm starting, to, I'm starting to die. <laughs> Let's talk about Valentine's Day in Japan. Okay. Can I share what I know first? Because, I, like I said before, I don't think I know very much. Okay. Um, a distinct memory I have of Valentine's Day in Japan was the first year that I was working here. Um, uh, around Valentine's Day, two little first grade boys were talking to each other. And they said, no, Valentine's Day, whoa. Sorry. Valentine's Day is when girls get to give us candy. And I, I remember being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Boys get girls candy and flowers. And then my very kind co-teacher was like, but in Japan, um, girls give candy um, to boys on Valentine's Day because sweetest day is when boys give uh, girls candy and flowers and blah, blah, blah. But Valentine's Day here is also very marked by the making of your own candy to share with others. Um, instead of buying candy. So right now at all the stores you can find lots of different little treat bags and boxes that you can give the little candies that you make for your friends in. But this is even in the workplace too, giving gifts to people that you work with. I don't think I've given any candy in the last three years to anybody. Whoa. But... <laughs> Okay. Friends or foe. Was that a conscious decision? Like, I'm just not going to participate at all, or what? Um, I mean, knowing me, I probably just forgot that it was Valentine's Day. Hmm. It's too close to my birthday, so I'm that overshadows Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I like your birthday, too, but I'm, I don't know if it's, like, lo actually looming larger than Valentine's Day. I don't know about that. For me, for me. For you, sure. Okay. That's um, fine. what else do I know about Valentine's Day? Um, you cannot buy Valentine's Day cards here like you can in America, where everybody buys the little tiny foldable Valentines and you give each one to your classmate. Uh, those foldable Valentines do not exist here, but very, very nice, beautiful cards exist here. 
for, to give to, well, kids probably wouldn't give them to each other, but adults. Um, I think that's as much as I know about Valentine's Day. No, that's pretty good. Um, so you're right. Valentine's Day in Japan is more like Sadie Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sadie Hawkins stands in my khaki pants. <laughs> what? <laughs> I do not know that song. <gasps> what? What is that? It's from Reliant K. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> 90s Christian band, rock band. Mm, niche. <laughs> I mean, I know plenty of niche songs from ninety Christian rock, nineties Christian rock bands. From but... ninety Christian rock bands, uh, exactly. Okay, let me stop everything so I can count how many Christian rock bands I know, and see if it's ninety or not. <clears throat> Maybe I won't. Okay, so Valentine's Day in Japan, similar, similarly to what we said about Christmas. I feel like this is a Western holiday that companies who want to sell lots of chocolate mm-hmm. cleverly took over. I'm, I've am i been Googling to try to find some history of how it turned into what it is right now, mm-hmm. but... Um, it's not, non-existent. I'm not finding that, but what you said is true. The thing is very intensely about chocolate. It's not about... It's not like any kind of candy you want. It's chocolate. It has to be chocolate. And I'm in just a minute, instead of our Japanese phrase of the day, I'm going to talk about the several different kinds of chocolate there are to be exchanged on Valentine's Day. Well, it's not even really an exchange because an exchange exchange makes you think that there's give and take, but this is only give. Right. Um, So... Anyway, I think several clever chocolate companies got together a while back, and then the whole thing has been uphill for them and questionable for everybody else ever since then. True. Okay, so um, the main thing that people talk about a lot is something called giri choco. Have you heard of that? Uh-huh. That means, it's, that means, literally means obligation chocolate. Mm-hmm. It means if you're a female, then you are obligated to give this chocolate to various men that are around you, like, especially, like, co-workers or, like, your boss, but all it would always be that you're giving it to men. Chocolates that are for your friends are called tomo choco. Mm-hmm. Which is combining the word for friend, friend with and, chocolate. Uh-huh. I have not heard this one before, but I think it's funny. For family members, it's fami choco. <laughs> <laughs> and then don't forget, if you're giving it to yourself, jibun choco. Oh! Which means myself chocolate. Right. Wow. I mean, okay, I have given people chocolate then the last Valentine's Day. It was just me. Right. I feel like. <laughs> Jibun choco is not really limited to Valentine's Day. That's any day. Let me get some out of my bag right now. Confessions of the snack aisle. <laughs> Confessions from the snack aisle. Okay. Uh, this article, which I found on Wow! Exclamation point Japan, wow. says... Right, exactly. <laughs> it says that most of the chocolates exchanged these days are tomo choco. So, I didn't know that. I guess becoming a little more friend-oriented, which I'm not opposed to. Wait, but question. What do you call the chocolate that you're giving to your significant other? I'm sorry. The thing you get, the chocolate that you give to a special someone is called honme choco, which means, like, authentic chocolate or, like, favorite. Like, this is the person who's my favorite. Wow. Wow. Um, oh, (laughs) okay, this is what I wanted to say. Most of the chocolates exchanged today are tomo choco, Mm -hmm. and with the appearance of gyaku choco, which means reverse (laughs) chocolates, in which men decide to rebel and be the ones who give chocolate to ladies. Uh Uh-huh. That's what it means. 
Wow. The significance of Valentine's is expanding, according to this article. Wow. I don't really think the significance is expanding. No. <laughs> Just think the amount of chocolate that you feel obligated to give to every single person you know is expanding. I mean, I'm already kind of broke, but I feel like if... Okay, I don't have that many guy friends, so I guess I wouldn't go that broke, but... You'd be okay. But this is interesting. It says, there are statistics that indicate 60% of girls between 10 and 20, that means years old, 10 and 20 years old, (laughs) who give Valentine's Day chocolates make their own chocolates. And in fact, handmade is the norm for tomo choco exchanged among friends. Mm -hmm. It is not unusual for kindergartners to make tomo choco with their mothers. Wow. (laughs) I like that. That's just a random fact, the thing. There you go. Bonus. Bonus, Bonus information. Fact. Okay, so the other thing to know is you mentioned that there's a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what you called it, but I'm sorry. You said the wrong name. It's called White Day. Oh. It's called White Day, and it's on March 14th. And then that's when things officially turn around. And men are supposed to be... Men are supposed to give chocolate back to whoever gave them chocolate on Valentine's Day. Mm. But honestly, I mean, sorry, uh, feminist exclamation. Mm -hmm. It's not really fair because if most of the chocolates given these days are tomo choco, Mm -hmm. that's friend chocolate, and you're just giving those back and forth. Yeah, that seems a little silly. So then, well, no, it's not, that's not what I mean. What I mean is... In the end, the number of, I'm saying, like, men who receive a lot of chocolates on Valentine's Day have a lot to give back on White Day. Right. Anyway, it's pretty interesting. I kind of miss those, um, those little goofy cards that they have at every single store. And most of them are store. puns. They're so cute. Yeah, they have puns. We love puns. What's the deal? Um, if anybody wants to send us. Yeah, if anybody wants to send us Valentine's Day cards, we are fine. We so like the punnier the better. Exactly. I will For hang sure. them in my apartment and we will cherish them. So if you would like to send us um some Valentine's cards and some American candy. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. I mean, this must be like our beggar episode. I think we already <laughs> asked people, to, let's see, we asked people to give us reviews. I feel like we inadvertently asked people to give us money. We asked somebody to transcribe our show for free. <laughs> We're feeling very needy today, everybody. Thank you for listening. All right, I couldn't resist looking up some Valentine's Day puns. <laughs> oh my goodness, you'll like this one. There's a picture of a certain dog, and then it says, Hey, gorgeous. <laughs> um, Alright. But for real, if you want to send us Valentine's Day cards, DM Aww. us on Instagram, and I'll give you my address. Yep. No, my address. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. Where are we recording right now? <laughs> okay, sorry. My apartment. Okay, okay, but this is so funny. There's a picture of a cactus. And then it says, life would suck without you, but it's spelled S-U-C-C. Do you get it? (laughs) That's so funny. Oh my goodness. These are so cornball. I love it. Wait, what does this mean? So mushroom in my heart for you? What does that mean? Oh, so much room. Oh, (laughs) well, I felt like we were playing that one game where you, it's like a random phrase. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you just have to say it a bunch of times in order to understand what it is. I can't remember what that game's called. No, I I totally know what you mean, though. Okay, there's a bar of the thing you wash your hands with, Mm -hmm. and then it says, I was soaping you'd be my valentine. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Uh, Oh, this one is for you. You're so special to me, (laughs) S-E-W, since you're sewing right now. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Picture of human heart. I aorta tell you how much I love you. (laughs) 
kind of pushing it, but... I mean, aren't all puns on the line of pushing it? Wow, I feel like printing all these cards out. Okay, I need to give... If, we, if nobody sends us Valentine's Day cards, we can just print a bunch <laughs> for ourselves. I guess so. Everything is rapidly going in the direction of Jibun Choco. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I found this on berries.com, which is Sherry's Berries. What do you like to do for Valentine's Day? Do you like Valentine's Day? Do you feel pressure that you have to go out on a date? Or do you just think, and is that fine? Like, what a good reason to go out on a date? Um, Or do you feel pressure Do you think it's fun with your kids, or is it annoying to have your whole house covered with little tiny pieces of pink paper? (laughs) Do you get a bunch of candy that you don't really like, and you feel like it's a pink and red version of Halloween? (laughs) Or is it, I mean, a fave podcaster that we have to refer to in every episode we aspire to be ever so slightly like her someday, Jamie B. Golden? Mm Mm-hmm was just making a reference to rhesus hearts mm-hmm. that apparently are out on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I have to admit I feel a little jealous about that. No access to that here. Sad. Sad but true. It's fine. Don't really need that. Honestly. Also true. I should be making, not to pressure myself, but if I really want to eat some peanut butter cups, I feel like I should be making them. Whoa. I have made them before. How did that go? Pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Delicious. True. But time consuming. Mm, also true. And I haven't made dinner yet, so. <laughs> Priorities. Whoa, I didn't know you were going to go make them right now. <laughs> well, usually if, if, if that kind of notion seizes me and then I don't run to make it right now, it's over. You mean the sewing notion, or? Ah. <laughs> okay. I do. We have anything else to talk about? I feel like. I we mean, should, I feel like. I feel like we should do a little book segment. Yeah, because because we, we haven't done this that was for a short. Long time. It was didn't, short. Today. Didn't we even say? Are we still recording right now? Yeah. Oh, didn't we even say that we would do a book segment as soon as we were done talking about Enneagram, which is this moment? Yeah. Not to mention. Sorry that. Oh no 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 no. Go ahead. No 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 no. I was. The one we posted last week, oh, the one we posted two weeks ago, I had said was the last Enneagram episode, but actually last week's was the last Enneagram episode, so apologies if you were confused and got another Enneagram episode (laughs) that you didn't want. You know what? Save those in your back pocket because you might want to go back and listen to them later. You don't have to listen to our episodes in order. You do you. Whoa. (laughs) Freedom. (laughs) I mean, our most popular episode right now is episode six, which had been behind in in days before. And then our second most popular episode is our first episode, which was also way behind before. So, I mean... episode three, though? That's the one that I feel so nervous about. I mean, episode three has been on the bottom for weeks. Let's check. But my friend who sent us a praise email... Loved that episode. I know. Come on, guys. You don't know what you're missing. All right, let's talk about books. What was your favorite book that you read last month? Episode three is still on the bottom, but it has 21 listens, Mm. which is better than it was. Okay. What favorite book what? What was your favorite book that you read last month? Favorites are hard for me. Hmm. Um, I think I really enjoyed the book Heartless by Marissa Meyer Mm -hmm. more than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. I've never really liked the Queen of Hearts. Mm -hmm. I've never really liked Alice in Wonderland, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have anything against it. I just don't super, even though I'm super into fantasy stuff now, I remember when I first watched Alice in Wonderland when I was little, I was like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. And then I, a few years ago on the airplane, I watched the first 15 minutes of the newer Alice in Wonderland and then had to turn it off because I didn't really like it. Mm. And I only somewhat watched some of the episodes of the Alice episodes from Once Upon a Time, the TV show. Mm-hmm. 
So I've never really enjoyed Alice in Wonderland, but this is kind of the backstory of how the Queen of Hearts becomes the Queen of Hearts and why she is so evil. Um, mm-hmm. And if you can't tell from the title, it is from her heart being broken. But not in the way that you think. Whoa. Okay. Heartless by Marissa Meyer. <laughs> Wow, what an endorsement. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Marissa Meyer is probably one of my favorite authors currently. Uh, Yeah, I would say if we just judged it on the sheer volume of books by her that you've been reading one after the other, Mm -hmm. then uh, we might might wonder. True. True. What was your favorite book of the last month? BT Dubs, we're recording this February... The first full week of February in 2019. Yeah. So we're we, talking about our January books. We almost should have talked about books last time, but we're still in the middle of Enneagram, so it's okay. Right. Last month, I read I read 11 books. Um, three of them were shorter, like, kind of upper and uh, upper elementary type books, mm-hmm. so they were really, really fast. But I decided to count them anyway, just because I wanted to keep track of what I read. Right. Um, for example, I had never read SEO Trot by oh, yeah. Raul Dahl. Mm-hmm. I read that one for the first time. And that's, it's really quick, but I read it with my girls and it was really fun. I loved it. We all loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that was my favorite book, but I just wanted to mention it. I read Educated that mm-hmm. you gave me. Yeah. Which was really good. It was interesting too. Um, it's about it's a memoir, I guess, true yeah, memoir. story of this uh, woman who grew up in the Idaho countryside with her Mormon adjacent, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, interesting parents mm-hmm. who didn't believe in education, education or It wasn't even, I don't, I mean, after reading it, I wouldn't say that they didn't believe in education, but it was more like, they certainly didn't, they didn't believe in American institutions. Right. And they believed in, maybe it wasn't even American, institutions in general, they were very suspicious of. Mm -hmm. And so they believed in doing for themselves. Right. Um, After I finished reading it, I was like kind of really stunned by it Mm -hmm. and so I went online and read some reviews and then it was interesting to see that most people thought it was very interesting and it was a great story but there were also a few people who were like well there was that I guess there was actually some kind of backlash after the book came out because some of her sorry some of her relatives um Spoke up. Spoke up and didn't remember things the way that she had told Uh, them. Yeah. Interesting. It was interesting because I just thought, wow, you know what? If... But everybody's experience is different. Well, right. And so I think that's like a risk, right? I feel like if and whenever I decide to write a book, that could so easily happen to me because not (laughs) detail-oriented. Right. You know, I just think only she knows what she was thinking, but... I mean, and especially she was a kid for most of what she writes about in that mm-hmm. book. Yeah. So you definitely remember things different. Well, the in... other thing is she had a lot of traumatic things happen to her. Yeah. But she was so sheltered yeah. that she didn't even know it was traumatic. Right. She just was like, well, this is how my family is. Right. So I do think, you know, whatever other relatives would say about what she wrote being completely true or not, mm-hmm. that that going through those experiences definitely made her into, like, a super resilient person. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, super resilient, super determined. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, so that part of it was inspirational. I mean, there were parts of it that seemed pretty hard to believe. Like, I just couldn't understand how she's kind of mostly portraying their family as being quite poor. I mean, towards the end of the story, they end up 
some things happen and that's not necessarily true anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the time when she was trying to get out and go to school, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy for her that it sounds like everything worked out, but I just feel like, where did that money come from? Like, right. that part of the story didn't really yeah. completely make that much sense. I don't know. I don't want to tell everything because I don't think you read it yet, but... I read most of it. Oh, okay. Then I had to return it on Libby. Well, I mean, and it was on hold, so I couldn't renew it. Well, you can borrow mine. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I would like to talk about one other book I read, which is called The War of Art. Mm-hmm. And it's by Stephen Pressfield. And I've actually heard this book recommended um, from several different people. The subtitle is Break Through Your Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles. Ooh. So it's kind of almost like an extended pep talk kind of a book uh-huh. about making, you know, like, writing or other creative challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> of course, now that I'm looking at it on Goodreads, all the top reviews are, like, people giving it a thumbs down, but um, right. for whatever reason, that's weird. Um, I really liked it. John Acuff, like, super recommended mm-hmm. it at some point, and I um, usually listen to whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, I really liked it, and I I thought that it was very inspiring. And I even thought, I haven't done it yet, but I read it on Kindle, and I thought, wow, this is one of those books that I think it would be helpful to get a hard copy of it so that I could mm. go over it again and, like, kind of write things down. Yeah. Because I, hi- I did highlight a lot of things, and I saved them in my notes, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they would be more... Um, even more impactful if I wrote them down. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about any books that you're looking forward to reading? Do you have any plans? Um, well, I'm still working on the um, biography of Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. Which, it's a great biography. It's just a lot of information. Mm-hmm. I am um, currently reading Knox McCoy's book, The Wandering Years. Woo-woo. And loving it, laughing so much. And that's the one I actually read when my kids do 10 minutes of reading at the beginning of our language arts time. Um, I also read with them. Mm. And that's the one I've been reading. And I probably look ridiculous as I'm walking around and reading because I have this goofy smile on my face. (laughs) I am also looking forward to reading um, by recommendation of... Several Friends, Piecing Me Together, by Renee Watson. Oh, didn't didn't one of our friends read that book recently? Yep. Um, Is there one you're looking forward to reading? I am, a friend loaned me Michelle Obama's Oh, yeah, book, yeah, yeah. And I just started reading it this morning. It's actually, this is kind of funny. Within the last, how many hours? Less than 24 hours. I started reading three different books Whoa! when I think about it. I downloaded the book called This Is Just My Face, Try Not to Stare by Gabori Sidibe. I'm probably saying that wrong, but I don't know. Um, I read about 25% of it. I don't know. I don't, I'm not super loving it so far, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to hang in there. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, I bought Boundaries in Marriage. Mm-hmm. I thought, let me learn about marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have this book called Prairie Fires, The American Dreams of Laura Ingalls Wilder. Ooh! Yeah, that one is supposed to be really good because this lady who wrote it, her name is Caroline Frazier, and uh-huh. she apparently worked at a place where they kept one of these, it was like a museum or somewhere where a lot of um, Laura Ingalls Wilder, like, artifacts and information uh-huh. was all gathered there. So this lady, like, really knows what she's talking about. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. But anyway, uh, what I was saying is, I started reading This Is Just My Face. Then I also started reading Michelle Obama's book. Then when I was in the library this morning, because Monday, <laughs> Monday, I do this to myself every Monday. I should know better by now. 
every Monday it's library time for the kindergartners and so I also have probably like 10 or 15 minutes where I'm just kind of in library waiting for them to pick their books and I mm-hmm. don't have anything to do and then I always forget to bring a book with me mm-hmm. and I don't want them to see me reading a book in my phone because I feel like they won't know what I'm doing right yep so I want to read a physical book so this morning there I was same <laughs> Same sitch as Same huge. sitch as huge on a Monday briefs. morning. So then I started reading uh, Thomas Covenant, mm-hmm. which is like this super nerdy, intense, kind of sci-fi-ish, fantasy-ish book mm-hmm. that I super love. It's actually this whole series. But apparently we got a new copy of it in the library recently because it was on the new shelf. New shelf. Oh. And I thought, oh, I love that book, and I haven't read it for a long time, so I just picked it up and read some of it, the beginning. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're on quite a journey with books I right am. now. <laughs> That's my life, journey with books. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to us talk about books, and I love to, really love to hear what other people are reading. Recommendations, people. Recommendations, and I also, if you are into reading, then I would love to know how you find which books you want to read. Um, For example, I feel like I pick up a lot of recommendations from Anne Bogle's podcast, What Should I Read Next? And slash her Kindle Daily Deals email. Mm -hmm. That sucks me in (laughs) pretty regularly. Um, But I also like Laura Tremaine's recommendations. So that's my story. Wow. Wow. I feel like I need to share some um, great remarks from kids from the last week that I've gotten. Wait, is this about books? Or are you suddenly transitioning? To oh, a I'm different suddenly topic? changing. <laughs> do you? Wow. Um, do you have more you want to say about books? I mean, I feel like I always want to talk about books more, but no, I'm done for okay. now. Okay. If we have anything else, we can continue with books. No, that's good for now. Um, on Friday, mm-hmm. our, so our department does um, these things called collaborative teams where we get to go in and watch our friends teach, which I really, really, really love. I love sharing my classroom with other teachers and letting them come in and watch me teach, and I really love seeing how other people teach. And so I got a glimpse into the art room this past week, um, and she was showing a video on rhythm in art, and I've never heard those two things together, and um, I was just, one, I was blown away. I know she's such a great art teacher, and she really knows her stuff, and our kids are getting an amazing art education for sure. Um, and so I was like listening the 10 minutes we were in there. I'm like intently listening to what she's saying because I'm even like, what? I don't know these things. Mm. And so, um, they were watching a video and it happened to be a video that had Adele in it. And so she paused the video and she said, what are some things that you guys are thinking about? Like what questions you have from what you watched? And so one third grade boy, which... I taught this class when they were in first grade, um, goes, uh, the lady in the video looks like Miss Hall. (laughs) And I was like, best compliment ever. Oh, you got told that you look like Adele? Yeah. Woo. I mean that Adele looks like you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) More accurately. And so, um, can I make a side comment about Adele? Yes. Have you ever watched that video where she goes to a nightclub that's having a pretend you're Adele yes! party? Yes. I love that video. I've watched that video. I don't even like to watch videos, and I feel like I've watched that video so many times. Have you watched the one where Ellen's in her ear and she goes to Jamba Juice? Ellen's what? Ellen is in a, a earpiece and she has to do what Ellen says. Adele does? Yeah. No. It's hilarious. Wow. It's okay. so good. If I remember, I'll have to look that up. Um, then, yesterday, I got my hair 
I go to a curly specialist in Japan, which anywhere in the world I would have never thought to that I would find a curly specialist here. Hmm. Um, Number of people who seem to have curly hair, 10. Yeah. <laughs> in the whole country. And yet she's like one of the top people in Diva Curl and works in Japan. Woo. Um, if you need a curly hair specialist in Tokyo... Hit me up and I'll let you know. Here's what I don't know. Does anybody in Tokyo listen to us besides our friends? I don't think so. Yeah, we need to work on that. I mean, I don't know how Should to Should we do continue that. our streak? Hey, if you know people that we don't know who live here and want to listen to us, can you tell them about us? Rate? Not rate, but I mean share. Sure. Share about our podcast. So I got my hair done yesterday. And it looks quite different because it's been over six months since I've been there. And so my hair was in extremely bad shape. Um, which I never like to torture my hair, but I was just not in any mind frame to go to the hairstylist for the last six months. So, hence the mess that I have had. Anyway, I got a special curly hair treatment done that she does. And this morning, as um, the kids were coming in, uh, the hot topic of the fourth and fifth grade hallway soon became my hair. And a couple of my favorite comments were, Miss Hall curled her hair today. (laughs) That's my favorite one. And I was taken aback and I said, what kind um, of hair did they think you had up to that point? I don't know. <laughs> I, your hair I was... was like, I did not curl my hair this morning, and nor do I ever curl my hair. This is the way it is. <laughs> and then another student said, um, is your hair wet? Or asked me if my hair was wet. And I said, actually, of all days, no, my hair is not wet. Oh my goodness. Which was then followed up at recess by another student saying, Miss Hall, I miss your fluffy hair. (laughs) And I said, um, I mean, I kind of like it when it's fluffy. I think that comment is the most ironic. Yes. So true. Anyway, those are just, I mean, if you don't talk to kids enough, Go and find a local kid that you know, not a weird, not, don't be a weird person Mm. and talk to a stranger kid. Mm -hmm. But kids are hilarious. And maybe I'll write a book of all the quotes that they say to me. Well, two book ideas in one episode. This episode is bonkers. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) True. Okay. Bye. That's all for this time, everyone. What are your recent quirks or quandaries? Tokyo-related or not, let us know on Instagram at 2RealTokyo. That's T-O-O Real Tokyo. You can follow Angie on Instagram at PhotoFreak, P-H-O-T-O-F-R-E-E-K. And you can follow Jamie on Instagram at JamieInTYO. That's J-A-M-I-E-N-T-Y-O. 